Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, 10-minute Tuesday time. Uh, look, before I get into today's episode about unnecessary suffering with a relationship focus, uh, like my whole intention as a coach is to is about empowerment. That that's all I'm thinking about is how to actually give people things that are useful for transformation. So I'm always reviewing the effectiveness of my work toward that end. And and one of the things I'm always looking for is vaccination. Um, or the hiding in plain sight traps that that look like there's transformation happening, but uh, people are getting close, and that closeness, that proximity, is preventing them getting transformation. So, just to reiterate today, uh, that for you, if you're listening, the aim of my like my my intention is that um, you would not listen to this podcast indefinitely; that you would get what you need and then jog on. <laughs> you would then uh, free yourself from needing to uh, fill your ears with this content again and again and again. Um, there's only so many times you can hear these things, honestly. Uh, the aim is to hear it and then apply it. That's that's what this is about. So um, just a reminder to make an intention to be transformed by this content, not to be a student, to understand how it directly applies to your situation and then to go put it into practice because if you stay close then ultimately you, the only thing that can happen is you get vaccinated which means you get a little which stops you getting a lot and that prevents you from being transformed now and in the future and that would be sad for not just you but sad for the world uh, so uh, that, that goes for the book as well if you've already got the book and haven't read it um, it's a reminder to say that's not helpful for you or the world uh, that book was designed to be consumed and not just consumed, applied. Uh, the short course, the same. The, the intention, there, there are a number of people who uh, got the short course because there, there was a good deal on when they ordered the book uh, and haven't touched it since. Uh, the design is that that be a very useful framework to move the needle for you to use it so that you could be unhindered and show up at your best where it matters most. Uh, where it matters most uh, is in your relationships, your health, your finances, uh, your work, your sense of purpose. So drawing your attention to that again today. Uh, let, let me dive into this concept of unnecessary suffering with a relationship focus because that's my whole world as well, thinking about how do I uh, speak to this this idea of suffering. Life is suffering and, and there is some suffering that uh, should not be avoided because it produces change. Um, the, the deeply troubling, um, problematic situations of our life that are hard to go through um, are some of the most important times in our life. It's through those moments that we make big decisions, that we press into who we really are, that we cut off things that are toxic, uh, that suffering produces life. However, there's a whole different kind of suffering which is unnecessary and to be avoided at all cost. So insecurity as a general term fits into the unnecessary suffering category, I promise you. It is a problem that can be solved, has been solved, is a predictable problem with a predictable solution if you don't eradicate it from your life. And I mean eradicate it, not just manage it. Uh, you will suffer. You will suffer greatly across every area of your life, especially in your relationships. 
uh, however, you know, if you resolve this and show up secure in your relationships, there's still suffering down that road. I promise you, you know, you want to have a great marriage, uh, you'll, you'll suffer. You want to have a terrible one, you'll suffer too. But they're two very different types of suffering, just to be clear. Um, so uh, some of you have heard me talk about the book that I'm writing at the moment called Leverage, uh, How to Change the People You Love. Difficult book to write. Um, probably will be an even more difficult book to market, to be honest. Uh, difficult book to buy. <laughs> you come home with this book uh, in a brown paper bag under your arm. What do you got there, darling? Oh, nothing. Uh, it's a kind of book you're going to be reading under the covers. But, I mean, no, not really, because the whole focus is you're not changing the other person without changing yourself, obviously. Take the plank out of your own eye so you can cl- see clearly take the speck out of their eye. You know, that's how this is going to work. Um, however, it kind of speaks to this idea that if you don't find a way to improve the quality of your relationships and use leverage well, you'll suffer. You'll suffer greatly. Um, if you don't change, that leads to suffering. Now, the only reason a person or, or people don't change is because of unresolved insecurity. It's too difficult and costly to step into the light and deal with your stuff. There's too much to defend. There's too much shame and embarrassment and guilt and fear of being exposed that undermines all uh, all growth and change. I think leverage is a very simple concept. It's basically two people who understand that they've got something the other person wants. Therefore, you have power. That's that's it. Hey, do this or change this or don't do this. And if I don't, well, if you don't, then this is what will happen. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want that to happen. So sure, I'll, do, I'll make the change. Okay, easy. <laughs> like that's actually as easy as it gets. Uh, however, you don't deal with insecurity. You, you can never use leverage. Leverage is undermined. You feel guilty. Um, it's inappropriate. You, you use it in strange ways. You you uh, you gaslight instead of handling skillfully. So, uh, let me paint a bit of a picture about the the two paths around what happens if you do have leverage, and what happens if you don't. Just to uh, wet your whistle for what's possible here. Um, so I think, you know, two people moving beyond the honeymoon period of their relationship and that's you know that's not just intimate couples um friends go through a honeymoon period when you when you have a new friendship with someone things are great at the start that's always as they are when you're a new parent and you have a baby there's a honeymoon period that that, that's all even through the challenges it's still an extraordinary wonderful moment in the context of your relationship Um, however that period could never be uh, sustained obviously and then um, the first thing that happens is is conflict arises. There's something that's different than you expected. There's an issue that happens. Something is wrong. Uh, and the first opportunity for conflict arises. And what happens next is essential because if you don't have leverage, uh, then you can't address that. You have to then just suppress and tolerate and pretend. Uh, and then you then diverge. There's now stuff between you. There's, the stuff between you is polluted. Uh, and and then you're on a path toward an arrangement. Um, however, if there's no stuff, uh, sorry, if if you are then able to address the conflict, if you're able to uh, enforce boundaries, if you're able to move toward a better situation with leverage, well then you unite and you move toward intimacy, which is the aim of the game: <laughs> to have nothing between you, to have the stuff between you not polluted, clean. 
that's that's obviously the aim. It's a very rare thing I've found out as I've done the research for this book. There are not many people who act who have intimacy in their relationships. It might surprise you, but it shouldn't. So here's here's a few more differences about what happens if you able to overcome insecurity and have leverage in relationships. Um, so without leverage, you compromise. With leverage, you negotiate. So uh, as a, if, if you compromise, that's, that's win-lose. And someone gets what they want or more of what they want and someone gets less of what they want. That's, that's how most people do conflict, through compromise. Oh, I don't want to, but I have to. I don't do anything I don't want to do, I promise you. Uh, so that requires negotiation. Now, sometimes what I want changes. It, it improves. It deepens. I, I understand different things are at play that I couldn't see before. And so I, I adjust what my goal is. However, that's the point of negotiation. Two people who want different things who come together and get a win-win scenario. People, both, both people get what they want uh, without leverage. Um, then you're needy. You you show up in a relationship and you need that person to do the right thing by you, to love you, accept you, speak well of you. Um, but you don't have any power to enforce that, so you're just hoping that they do. And, and in that place of neediness, uh, all you've got is bluff. Like it's you're so desperate for the relationship to be good, for the space between you to be clean, and so when an issue when an issue arises that's not ideal, and you try and address it, don't ever treat me like that again, uh, or what? I'll oh, just don't, all right, or 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 I'll leave. It's like, uh, are you going to though? Like, will you? <laughs> no. Okay, great. So then I can treat you exactly how I want. This continue. This can continue and will continue actually, because that's how we've set up this, this arrangement. Now we've got property together. We've got kids together. We've got history together. It's more convenient, and you you don't have the ability to hold a line. You don't have the ability ability to enforce consequences. So you remain needy. However, if you show up as the prize, so you've done the insecurity work. Um, you, you're very clear about the fact that you own your value and worth internally. You show up in a relationship knowing what you bring. Um, therefore, you, you have great leverage. Uh, and as the prize, you get treated well. The prize never loses. The prize always wins. Because you're the prize, right? If, if someone doesn't treat you as the prize, then they lose you. So you, you're totally able to enforce consequences when you show up as the prize. Uh, you don't need anything from that other person. It, it and with consequences, then you have leverage. Then you improve the situation. Um, the next thing is uh, people without leverage uh, have passive aggressive relationships. So, you know, when I when I mention this idea of um, you know leverage, the book is about trying to change the people you love. There's this idea that whoa whoa whoa, hang on, you're not supposed to change the people you love. I've read all kinds of interesting articles from psychologists and relationship experts who say, no, it's entirely inappropriate to try and change the people you love. You're able to put forward uh, what you want from that relationship, but you can't actually enforce change. That's inappropriate. Um, cool, so that's kind of the prevailing wisdom about how you're supposed to do relationships. Um, when that hits the ground, though, however, it doesn't feel great because you want to change, but you think you're not supposed to, but then you actually try and do it anyway but you do it in passive-aggressive ways. You pretend that you're okay. You pretend that it's fine to sweep issues under the carpet. 
and then things explode. That's all that they can do. The mountain of stuff builds up. The space between you gets so polluted, then you explode in a, in a, in a way that's quite aggressive. Um, and then that, that blows up and then you kind of feel so ashamed or guilty that's how you happen and then somehow you make up and go back to being passive again. Without leverage, that's all that can happen, passive-aggressive relationships. Um, with, with leverage and security, you get to be assertive. And, and assertiveness is fruit. You don't need to go to an assertiveness course to learn to be assertive. Um, like there's no one in my world that treats me poorly, not because I'm, I did an assertiveness course, just because it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, if, if I'm the prize, if I know how I deserve to be treated and you don't, um, I'm happy to enforce the consequence and you'll just drop out of my world. You won't get a seat at the table. Um, that's assertiveness. It's just being able to do what you said you were going to do. Um, create an expectation that you keep your word. Then, then you train people to treat you well. Uh, like if you are inwardly weakened by insecurity, you end up being being guarded because there's a whole bunch of shame that undermines leverage. You're like, ah, oh, I want to hold the line, I want to enforce a consequence, but I actually feel like that's inappropriate because there's a bunch of stuff in my life I've never addressed. So now I try and address the change you want in someone else's life. And I feel bad about myself doing that. Uh, and now I've got to protect that part of me in case it gets exposed. So I'm always guarded. And when you're guarded, there's game playing. And when you're guarded, there's gaslighting. Like when that guardedness gets threatened, you have to go into attack mode and you have to be tricky in the way you attack. You have to turn the table so it looks like it's about them rather than you. That's the essence of gaslighting. It's using all your skill to divert attention from you toward them so that they'll question their own pain or their own sense-making or their own wisdom and perhaps think that they are in the wrong rather than you being in the wrong. Such a horrible strategy. Happens all the time, though. Uh, when there's wholeness, though, you can show up unguarded. You're able to handle each other skillfully. That's the essence of manipulation. Um, I think manipulation is a very beautiful thing within within a marriage, within an intimate relationship, even within friendships. Um, it just means to handle skillfully. Like if there's something you don't like, well, be skillful about how you're going to create change. Bring your best skills to being clear and assertive and gamifying it and creating a win-win scenario. Uh, and finally, I think... If you don't have leverage and you show up insecure and you are suffering unnecessarily, your relationships will be unstructured. There will be no rules. Rules will feel wrong. They'll feel like they are bad or restrictive. You'll have some strange idea that rules are ugly and that freestyling is better. In the real world, though, that's that's never the case. If you don't, if you're playing a game, you don't know the rules. How in the world are you going to have a good experience? Or if one person knows the rules and the other one doesn't, how in the world do you have a chance of winning at that game? It, it just doesn't make any sense. If you want to have a great experience, you've got to know the rules of engagement. You've got to understand how this is being played out so that you both can win. So, so when you show up uh, with with security and therefore leverage. And relationships are actually very structured. So, for instance, like how many times have you muttered under your breath about the communication style of your friend or your partner? I.e. they don't return texts within a certain time frame. They ask strange questions and then 
forget that they even asked that question and by the time I've answered it it's so far from the initial conversation that it, it's messy and it happens all the time or they'll they'll ring and I'll get a missed call but there'll be no voicemail message or no messages about what they call do they want me to ring back or not like that stuff is so annoying um, and in an unstructured way it just goes under the carpet it just goes unresolved in a structured way in a rules of engagement it's like um, that's actually not going to work for me if you call uh, either leave a message or a text. Don't don't just call me. Um, if you call and I haven't answered, don't call me five times. Don't do that. That's not going to work for me. I'll see your message or I won't see it. Sending five messages won't increase the likelihood of me seeing that. You know, if you can actually create rules around this, you both had a, have a better experience. You stop getting on each other's nerves. You stop annoying each other. You stop weakening the space between you and polluting it um, and, and suffering unnecessarily. So look, I could go on. Obviously, this is something I'm thinking about lots and lots at the moment, um, and we'll continue to write about and speak about, even though it's a difficult subject. It's such an important one, and I think it's useful to bring some wisdom to this space and think clearly about relationships because the joy of intimate relationships, the joy of clean space between two two people who care about each other, is extraordinary, and not just good for those two people, for for the people in those people's world. Honestly, for parents, if they're in a, a great space, that is so good for their kids. Um, for friends, if there's toxic to- toxicity in friendship circles, that pollutes the whole circle. And within extended families, good good relationships are good for the whole ecosystem. So we all benefit when when it, we all get this right. I'm going I'm to leave it there. Uh, if you still need a copy of the book and you don't have that yet, go to unhinderedbook.com. Uh, you can get a copy. You can get access to the short course either through that channel or if you miss that opportunity, um, then via my website, jamenfraser.com. I always enjoy these conversations and I will speak to you again next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.